It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. back in hour number two of the program here on wednesday morning and uh, we've got a lot to talk with you about at 508-996-0500 right what do we talk about on this show sandwiches uh what else cat food for some reason i don't know why somebody thinks we talk about cat food i don't think i've ever talked about cat food so, but anyway, we can talk about all of that and more, and we can also take your app chat messages as well. We got a couple uh, during the news break. App Al in Somerset. I like how he keeps coming up with some different handles there. App Al says, wow, Tim, Mary eased our blood pressure this morning. Yes, talking about the tornado and went through a friend's yard, ripping down trees and tore the electrical wires off his house, but at least him and his wife are safe. Crazy how this happens. Yeah, I mean, that's the important thing is, you know, property and... Anything like that can all be replaced, but people can't. So if as long as people are safe, you know, you can look at it and say it could have been much worse. And I don't think that the damage was overwhelmingly significant. You know, there might have been some some incidents where it was I don't want to say inconvenient because it's more than that, but I I don't think it was anything that was you know, total destruction. Uh, and Izzy in Fall River says, good morning, Tim. I'm a construction supervisor working on a large-scale commercial project in New Bedford. One of my biggest fears, along with job site safety of my employees, is water. I can't count how many times water has destroyed different aspects of my projects. Yesterday's rain event didn't cause any damage, but it did flood the job site. All the water has since receded, and we are back to work. And I think, yeah, there's another thing that we don't think about when it comes to this flash flooding is the kind of damage it can cause to something like that. And it, yesterday was a total example, like a definitive example of flash flooding when they say this could happen very quickly and could get out of hand very quickly. And I don't know how long it rained for, you know, with that intense downpour. I don't know how long that lasted, but it wasn't terribly long. But then you just take a look at some of the, the, the photos and videos floating around social media and you say, wow, things got that flooded that quickly? And I'm sure Mayor Mitchell will talk about it today when, uh, when he's on with Chris and Marcus on South Coast now. But when, when he talks about those things, you know, he's, this, is, this is not him just talking about things off the cuff and just responding and reacting to what happened yesterday. He's talked with me quite a bit when he was on with me, when I was on, on mid-mornings, about the planning that goes into any storm that's forthcoming. So they, they had a plan in place for what might have happened. They knew about the potentials, the, the, the things that might happen. They, they're, they're on top of this because they use multiple weather services to help them determine how a storm could play out. And it doesn't just have to be a snowstorm either. So this is something that is, you know, planned for and yet still can catch you off guard with situations like we saw yesterday with flooding. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You were on WBSM. 
Good morning. Uh, you are spot on about don't ignore warnings about tornadoes. Uh, yesterday's through Metapoiset was an EF1, which for those of us who have lived for a time in Oklahoma is a baby twister. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have sheltered in place while an EF2 or 3 moved only a couple of miles away. Uh, but I've also seen the people who complain when the TV station is full of alerts of this and alerts for that, that I can't watch my game show because you're telling me about weather that doesn't matter. Um, and it won't matter if that tornado hits your house. Right. Uh, the thing about tornadoes is that they are very quick to, to come up and highly localized. I mean, I have not been through Mattapoisin today, but uh, if you, I dare say there's probably streets that are only a few blocks away from where that one hit, where it looks like nothing ever happened. Um, but if you guys get an EAS alert, which I assume you got hit with yesterday, that there was a tornado warning going on, if your phone gets hit with an alert that there's a tornado coming, uh, you should head for the bathroom or head for the basement and, you know, wait and see what really happens because you don't want to be out there when trees are falling on houses and cars and streets and wires are going down and things like that. Um, and I think, you know, since this is an area that really doesn't get a lot of tornadoes, uh, you can you can sit there and say, well, it, it's probably not going to affect me, but it just might. Right. And, and what I found interesting about this, you know, you're talking about how localized it can be. You know, I was here in my office in Fairhaven. I didn't get an alert. You know, and we're we're probably just a couple of miles from where it struck. Um, I, employees that work here that live in Mattapoise, they got an alert on their phone, but I didn't get anything. You know, so I mean, it, it, that's just how localized this is, and how how much it can be. I don't want to say pinpointed because, like you said, you never really know where they're going to go, but they they kind of have a rough idea of what areas are going to be affected. Yeah, I think um, the technology has allowed the weather service to really narrow down the area where those wireless emergency alerts go. And I think they've gone too far the other way. Um, did you guys put a tornado warning EAS alert out late yesterday? No, by the time we really knew about it, it had already happened. It already, we were trying to confirm that one touchdown. Right, but I'm saying the Weather Service should have activated EAS. If they didn't, that's a problem. They did, but uh, not everybody got it. Oh, no, I understand that. You have to be listening to the station to get it. But if your encoder didn't go off, um, then I would kind of wonder why it didn't. It's right across from my office. I didn't hear anything. Yeah, yeah. That would be a good question for whichever weather service office handles this area as to why the tornado warning didn't trip your EAS alert because that should have gone right out over the air because you don't touch that. That thing get that thing fires up. It goes right on the air. You've got nothing to do with it. Um, that would have been really handy. Well, but we we also have you know we uh, before it would go into you know taking over the air chain. There's a the, the encoder would actually be putting out an alert on the speaker that's on it. So right. there, there'd be something that would alerting us. I didn't even hear anything about that. I didn't even hear anything coming through saying you know national weather alert warns of the possibility of tornadoes. Yeah. No, that um, judging from. You know, I, I saw an explanation from one of the Boston TV meteorologists about how it twisted up. So I just, I'm, I'm now I'm a little bit worried 
because I have figured you guys already know them because the Weather Service has a uh, national severe storm prediction center in Oklahoma. That's all they do is watch for developing things like tornadoes and start, you know, alerting people. But, yeah, no, the, 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 the big message is even though these things don't happen very often up here, if the sky gets really dark and the wind gets really windy, you don't want to be out. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you for the call. You got it. Bye. Yeah, have a good day. And one other thing I'll, I'll bring up, too, and this was something that um, somebody on Twitter mentioned to me a little while ago. The Our friend over at Southeastern Mass Alerts, Anthony, does a great job of keeping people uh, up to date with everything. But he he was talking, he mentioned, you know, because I mentioned um, earthquakes when I went out to California. He said, you know, we do get earthquakes in New Bedford. And we do. We've had earthquakes on the South Coast, a number of them in recent years. They're all very, very mild and almost like, was that an earthquake? But they do still happen. We are still on a fault. But the thing that I find fascinating about it is we will get reports of potential earthquakes and then we try to verify it with the, I don't remember the name of the organization, but you just, you go to the website, I don't know, and um, you go to the website and they have all the recent earthquake activity up there. And it could take hours for them to confirm. You know, other places an earthquake hits, they know right away. But it could take hours to confirm if one happened here on the South Coast. And I think part of that is they're not really studying this area. They're dependent on when the report comes in. And then they go back and they look at the data and they say, oh, it looks like, yeah, okay, we did have one. As opposed to being able to go there and having it confirmed, yes, that was an earthquake because it tripped all of our equipment. They just don't have, they're not focused on this area. And maybe that has to change it because if we're having more mild ones, you know, they always warn us we could get a big one. And a big one for us, of course, would be, you know, just an average earthquake over in California where they're used to it more. But still, we're not built for it like California is. We don't plan for that. Most people's homeowners insurances don't even get covered by earthquake, don't even cover earthquakes. So it's, it's significant, even if to others it may be insignificant. 508-996-0500, if you want to call in and chime in. I, I think that one of the things we'll notice as weather changes, as weather intensifies, is we are going to see it become more sensationalized. We've, we've already seen it, especially when it comes to snowstorms. Where because that kind of stuff gets ratings, people go nuts for it. Now, I've, I'll be honest with you. Since I started working in the newsroom and then became the digital managing editor here and everything else and then moving up to being the brand manager, all this kind of stuff, I've kind of de-emphasized some of that weather coverage. Obviously, if there's a significant storm coming, we'll talk about it. But... We we don't we don't jump on the trend that the meteorologists have of every time there's a potential, you know, we're not gonna write an article saying, Is there gonna be a big snowstorm coming to the south coast until it looks like it's coming to the south coast? Because in a written form, it seems like clickbait. If we're talking about a storm that's still a week out. That never ends up materializing here. But for 
TV meteorologists, you know, that's their bread and butter. And people look at it and say, well, that's, they're just manipulating it to get ratings. They're just manipulating it to, to, to cause fear and panic and all that. I, I don't think it's that. I think it's that the people who are meteorologists are just weather geeks. And they get excited about these things. And there's more technological tools at their hands and at the hands of the general public for them to be able to say, okay, well, we're tracking the storm that may be coming here and we've got the technology that can tell us a week out that it's happening. And also we have the social media that we can put videos on and we have the website that we can write an article on. So because they have all these tools, they can kind of geek out and share all that information. I think that that's more of it than, than something nefarious, like they're just trying to make us go into a panic because it's good for ratings. No, I think it's more of a matter of it gives them something exciting to report. And because they have all these tools to do so, they kind of bombard us with all that information. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You were on WBSM. Good morning. You're here. An interesting note. They try to scare us. Well, I don't, I don't think that they do, but I think that that's the way people perceive it. That's okay. That's all right. At least you, you see that possibility. You don't have to believe it, but at least you see that possibility. Mm -hmm. and, and I wanted to, to just mention, what is the name of the new strain of COVID that they are now, prom well, uh, I don't want to say promoting, but letting us know about? Uh, I don't know. What's this one? I heard it was called the Aryan strain. I don't know. I haven't heard anything about that. Well, if that is true... That's very interesting, and it goes right to the weather as far as trying to scare or whatever you whatever words you want to use. And I'm trying to scare them the, the real issue so I don't upset anybody. But if that is what is true, then that's, that falls right into very interesting that we're coming into a 2024 election so and I, i'm gonna leave it right there for people well, to ponder. i was gonna say i just but looked it ahead. up i i think i think you might be mishearing it because okay. it's uh the eris strain e-r-i-s oh, okay eris okay thank you for looking that up eris yeah I'd, I'd heard about the the eg5 but i hadn't heard it get a nickname but i guess uh eris is the nickname that has been given by health watchers all right okay well it's, that's, see, that's what happens. People talk, and we listen, and we say stuff, and then we read things into an airish thing. Oh, but it's not a big deal from what I'm hearing, correct or not? Um, from this story that I'm seeing, it just says uh, it does not currently prompt concern. This is a – I just clicked on a Politico article. But I'm, but I'm starting to see people with masks. I just hope going forward that we don't have to drag this into next year's 2024 elections. That's all, because – Let's just have an open-minded uh, look at the economy, look at people's lives, look at what's good for you and for me as Americans, and have an election in, in that way. Not any, but I'm sure it will get clouded by all the issues, one side or the other. Okay. Mm. All right. You have Thank a good day. Thank you very much. And thanks for looking that up. It's called what again? Eris. E-R-I-S. E-R-I-S. E -R -I -S. Yep. All right. Is that, a, is, that, is that a Greek letter? I don't know the Greek alphabet. Is that a Greek letter? I don't know. Is Phil still there? No. 
because Del- I know I know Delta is so you know maybe maybe they're just kind of I know they're using like Greek terminology for it so I'm sure that's probably I wonder what the meaning of that is well Eris yeah, Eris comes from Greek mythology yeah but what is the meaning of that what, what is there a definition to Eris or uh, something that affiliates it with it no, you come no, up with it? nothing nothing related to the, no no COVID definition for it huh. Huh. It's, it's just 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 the name just different um letters put together and they come up with it somehow. Uh, what well, is it? It's, it's, it's the, it, I don't want to, I'm, I'm nervous to tell you who Eris is the Greek god of, Greek goddess of. Just, no, I won't say nothing. Go ahead. All right. Okay. Are you sure? I'm positive. The Greek goddess of strife and discord. So. <laughs> but you know what, Tim? Tim, are you there? I'm here. I'm here. Okay. But you know what? You're on the same page as me because you giggled a little. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I, 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 right. I knew where it would go. Okay. Right. Yeah. But see how we, why even, see, if I was doing that and we're, we're such a divided operation here in this country, why even throw anything to the mix that somebody could misinterpret? That is true. That's, there's probably yeah. other, other nicknames they could have given it for sure. That's, see, there you go. You are. Uh, you're more on the same, uh, well, let me put it this way. We see eye to eye on a lot of issues. Just how we get there is two different stories. That is true. Yeah, that's 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 what happens. Yes, it does. All right. Thank you. That's a good show. All right. You have a good day. All right, bye. And the, the phone lines are lit up. Callers, we will get to you. I just, I got to take a break. We'll be back in just a few moments. And we do have a caller on hold. I'm just going to ask that you hang on because we've only got a minute before we go into the news and I don't want to shortchange you on time. So we will take you immediately after the news. Before that, though, I will let you know that it is a great day to get out there and get yourself a great breakfast. Well, take advantage of this nice, beautiful weather, right? Go on by Just Another Phoenix restaurant in North Dartmouth. Call them up. Tell them what you would like to order. And when you go to Just Another Phoenix, you can pull right up and go to their drive-up window. And you can get your breakfast there without even having to get out of the car. Then you can drive down to the beach or Fort Phoenix or Fort Tabor or any park or wherever you want to bring it. And sit down and have yourself a nice, full homemade breakfast from just another phoenix wherever it is that you want to go of course you can also stay inside the restaurant as well it's a great welcoming atmosphere i love sitting at the counter where you can talk with the cook and i like to kind of watch because you know having spent uh, a good portion of my life doing the same thing i always like to watch people at that craft so but you can do that if you'd like whatever you want to do you will get a delicious homemade hearty breakfast at a very reasonable price not only do they have all your favorites but they've got creative specials as well that's just another phoenix located on fawns corner road in dartmouth stop on by even if you're you know not too hungry you can get a nice cheese roll although the cheese rolls will fill you up you can get a cheese roll stuffed with just about anything or get a delicious breakfast that will fill you up all day long like my favorite the boss and cream stuffed french toast check them out just another Phoenix located on Fawns Corner Road in North Dartmouth. All right, now it is time to go into the newsroom with Adam Bass. President Biden is in New Mexico as part of a Western swing. He's expected to speak later today in Albuquerque about clean energy and how fighting climate change has created jobs in the state. The trip started in Arizona, where on Tuesday, Biden designated an area of nearly one million acres around the Grand Canyon as a national monument. 
Former President Donald Trump is telling a New Hampshire crowd he just needs one more indictment, and in his words, this election is over. More from Mark Mayfield. On Tuesday, a massive crowd waited for hours in the rain to hear Trump claim that his poll numbers go up after every indictment. He also added President Biden is weaponizing the Department of Justice. His comments came as a judge considers whether to issue a protective order in his election interference case. The DOJ is asking the judge to place limits on Trump's speech about the case. After the former president posted, if you go after me, I'm coming after you. Trump's lawyers claim such a move would violate the First Amendment. I'm Mark Mayfield. Former Vice President Mike Pence will be on stage for the first Republican presidential primary debate. His campaign announced this week it crossed the threshold of 40,000 unique donors required to qualify for the August 23rd event in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley, Senators Tim Scott of South Carolina, and former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie have already clinched spots on the debate stage. Meanwhile, former President Trump, who is considered the party's frontrunner, has suggested he may skip the debates. Rappy, rap, rapper Tory Lanez has, gone, has been sentenced to 10 years in prison after being convicted of a shooting fellow rapper Megan Thee Stallion, though, whose legal name is Megan Pete. Los Angeles District Attorney George Gascon spoke Wednesday about Lanes, whose real name is Daystar Peterson. Over the past three years, Mr. Peterson has engaged in a pattern of conduct that was intended to intimidate Ms. Pete, silence her, uh, and keep her from defending and bringing her truth out. The charges carried a maximum of just under 23 years in prison, while prosecutors asked for a 13-year sentence. Lawyers for Lane submitted letters of recommendation from family members, leaders of nonprofit organizations, and fellow musicians on his behalf. Pope Francis wants the next World Day of Peace to focus on the impact, opportunities, and dangers of artificial intelligence. The Vatican said in a statement Tuesday that the Pope is calling for an open dialogue as the technology develops and influences a growing number of fields from information to warfare. The statement said Francis emphasizes the need to be vigilant and to work so that a logic of violence and discrimination does not take root in the production and use of such devices at the expense of the most fragile and excluded. And... One hop this time. Right foot, let's stop. Left foot, let's stop. Cha cha, real smooth. Turn it out. To the left. The man known for creating the dance hit Cha-Cha Slide has died. DJ Casper passed away on Monday after a seven-year battle with cancer. His wife confirmed his death to Chicago ABC7. Cha-Cha Slide was originally released as Casper Slide Part 1 in 1998 and was made for the DJ's nephew's aerobics class. Casper was 58 years old. In sports, the Boston Red Sox suffered a major loss to the Kansas City Royals last night at Fenway Park. The score was 9-3. The Sox will play the Royals again tonight at 7.10 p.m. And in football, it's going to be the Patriots versus the Texans for the first game of the preseason. That's going to be tomorrow at Gillette Park. Kickoff is at 7 o'clock p.m. And now here's your ABC6 local weather forecast. Well, today is going to be a quiet day for the area. We're going to be partly sunny and less humid as we head through the day. A little bit breezy with a high near 85 degrees. Overnight tonight becoming partly cloudy, low of 62. And for Thursday, a mixture of some sunshine and some clouds throughout the day, becoming more humid as we head through the afternoon. And that afternoon thunderstorm is possible, high near 82. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. It is currently 70 degrees right now. Now in New Bedford.
I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. Eventually those will be outdated, but I still like playing them where I can. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You are next on WBSM. Hi, Ken. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I just wanted to make a comment on the Allura. Uh, I lived not far from high school, and I got two Allura's on my phone. Uh, and it just said to check the settings. I, I called my phone. I think it was on West Coast because it said it was as far as Rhode Island. That's what it said on my Allura. Okay. Um, and he said he didn't get anything. You know, and I said, well, I got two. You know, and um, but I checked my phone because it said settings and I looked and it had on my phone now my phone was just updated not long ago maybe a couple of months ago I don't know if that's anything to do with it but um on the settings it had amber allura emergency allura public allura and test allura right and it was under government allura and mine was on and I don't know if that's got anything to do with it you so, know so you're actually able to, to turn those alerts on and off yes Wow, some some people don't have that option on their phones. And my phone's not really new. I've had my phone like probably for four or five years. It's not like it's an iPhone, but I mean, it's not like one of these brand new ones or anything. But it did get updated. Okay, so I don't know if that's got anything to do with that. But I just thought I'd tell you that because I got I got two and I did check the settings when it said it on my phone. Hmm. And I think maybe that's got to do with that. Check your settings. I don't know. Yeah, yeah and some, you know, sometimes when I go into certain apps, it'll say, uh, "Do you want to allow this app to have access to your location yeah. service, your, your location?" So maybe, maybe I just have my location turned off. That yeah. sounds like me. I'm sneaky. <laughs> and one more thing, you were talking about um, COVID. I don't know if you saw this in California with that. Um, the worker there that was followed the pipe into a factory. He found this big factory with all these pathogens in it. Did you hear about that? No. Oh, you didn't? Well, this, this happened about, I'm going to say about a week ago. Um, but when they went into the factory, this was a factory now. They went into, it was full-blown. You know, they all, well, there was, it was, evidently they heard about it and they must have vacated, you know. But everything was there, all the pathogens um, from COVID to um HIV, um, all different kinds of things. Some of them weren't even labeled, they said. Well, hundreds of rats and mice, some, you know, were dead. A lot of them were dead. A lot of them um, had been inoculated. And um, they traced it back to uh, a Chinese, China, addresses. Um, when they, of course, when they get there, nobody's there, you know. But um, this was a full-fledged factory going on right in California, right? I think it was near Orange County, if I'm not mistaken, right outside of Orange County. So um, this is going on right in that country. Yeah. Well, and they said that they properly disposed of everything. I'm saying, well, yeah, yeah, you don't even know. They said they didn't even know what half of them were. There were thousands of them, thousands of vials. They didn't even know what half of them were. I, so, I don't I, I hope. I hope properly disposing of it means that they wash their yeah. hands afterwards. Yeah, and and I think about you know like the black death. Remember when all the mice? They, that's what they thought. All the people died was from flying insects in the rat. Mm-hmm. You know, so it wouldn't take much to kill us to let you know um, mice just let go that had 
infected diseases on them, you know? I'm, like, I mean, what, what are they doing? Thankfully, we don't have we don't have as big of a of a rat problem as they had in those days. So we've 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 got better rat well, control. Takes one, takes one. That's all it takes. That's why I just step on everyone you see. That's what I say. No, no, no. <laughs> all right. Well, you you have a great day. Thank you for the call. Okay. Thanks. Have a good day. You too, in 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in. Uh, you can also send app chat messages via the WBSM app. That's always a great way to reach out to us as well, especially if you can't call in. Sometimes people you know, are working in the morning or getting ready for work, uh, so they can't really call in. You can always send in that app chat message, and you can always send in those open line voicemails too. You don't even have to record them while the show is on. You can record them the night before. Um, but I will say that you know, the good old-fashioned back-and-forth conversation, nothing beats that. And I've done some, some. Uh, l- let's just say that I've had some, uh, the most wide-ranging, I'll say, conversations as a result of phone calls with listeners. That you never know where the conversation's going to go. You never know what topic it's going to bring up. And a lot of the times, you know, we are talking about one thing and a call takes us off on another tangent. We start talking about another thing. That's what I love about conversations that we have here. So if you want to take part in that, 508-996-0500. Don't feel like you can't. Uh, When I was down there at 50s night, so many folks were coming up to the booth saying, you know, I love the show. I just, you know, I I, I listen every day. I just never call. And I say, well, why don't you call? You should call. Uh, No, I don't know. We're all friends here. We all get along, and we are working on the listener get-together. We're going to brainstorm this week and try to find a location because, as I said, you know, it seems like it's growing with the amount of people that are interested in this. So we want to make sure that we have a place that's enough room so we don't have to turn anybody away. And, you know, we want to have a place that's available at a time that isn't too late because we don't want to have you have to come out really late at night. So especially because I don't want to be out really late at night. I get up early now. Uh, but we'll we'll try and come up with a, a place where we can do it from like five to seven, five to eight kind of thing, and uh, we'll we'll all get together and we'll meet each other, and then once we meet each other and we know each other in person, and you know each other in person, it's going to make it a lot easier for you to call in because you really will feel like you're just calling in and talking to all of your friends. People worry so much about when when I try to book guests for especially spooky south coast people get nervous because they say well i don't know i've never been on the radio before you know a lot of times in 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 the morning you're talking to people who have done this before but it's with spooky it was a lot of it's a lot of people that have never done it before and are nervous about it and i always say listen it's not about the people that are listening don't worry about them it's just you and i having a conversation because even if you flub something and and the people in the audience scoff at you for doing so, you're never going to know that they did. You're never going to know about it. So what difference does it make? It's just you and I having a conversation. It's the same with any of you that want to call in. When you call in, don't worry about the people that are listening. I can tell you right now, the people that are listening, especially to this program, are a very forgiving audience. How do I know that? Because they listen to me every day. They listen to me get get, get on here and, and ramble on and spout off all my stuff and they still come back. So that means that they're very nice, very forgiving people. So you don't have to worry if you come on and and misspeak or if you're nervous or anything like that. 
but it really is. It's just you and I having a conversation and feel like you can call in at any time and be involved in that conversation. 508-996-0500. All right, going to take a break now and be back in a few moments. two people were in love this was the song that you had to play and uh and it, it, it kind of stuck in people's minds for that very reason so i was um i was checking out there's a story at wcvb.com that's worth a read it the, it is titled new regulations aim to level the marijuana playing field in massachusetts and the story centers in and is datelined New Bedford. And I'll just read you a little bit of this. This this is Channel 5's reporting. When marijuana was legalized in Massachusetts, Commonwealth leaders said it wasn't just big business that was going to profit, yet the promises that everyone would have an even chance at the now billion-dollar industry have not materialized. With that in mind, the state hopes that new guidelines will help even out the market. In addition to reviewing the new draft regulations proposed by the Cannabis Control Commission, five investigates toward a cannabis factory to get a better understanding of how a large-scale grow operation works. So they went to Marimed in New Bedford, which is a 70,000-square-foot facility where they grow, extract, pack, and process cannabis to sell. And so they talk about, you know, what, what is going on there and what it costs to run it, over $100,000 a month. And the millions of dollars that were invested in building this facility. So these new regulations are aimed at keeping small businesses and business owners of color from being boxed out of the market. They're trying to create a more diverse and even playing field for anybody that wants to enter into the cannabis industry. And this is something that has happened right here locally. There was... There was a, a, a group, and I don't know how serious the effort was, you know, in terms of their financing, in terms of, um, uh, you know, what their, what their permitting likelihood was. But there was a group of minority business owners that wanted to open a cannabis lounge at the former adult entertainment facility on Pope's Island. And that it, it, they were talking on social media about how, it just didn't seem like the game seemed to be rigged against minority business owners trying to open a business. Now, that might have been because they wanted to have a cannabis lounge and you can't consume the product on site where you can purchase it. So there was all kinds of other 
issues that were in the way with that business plan. But at the same time, others were echoing those same sentiments. So we'll see how these new regulations may help with that. But I would argue that there have been some, at least on the surface, I haven't really researched and looked back into how many of them are supported by big businesses, but there seems to have been some local folks who have been able to start cannabis-related businesses. You know, the first one that I knew about was uh, Verilife and Wareham. They're, of course, backed by a major company. The one that opened up in New Bedford on Cogsall Street, that is backed by a major company. It's it's a independent owner. It's a person, it's a franchiser, but they're backed by a bigger company. So can a mom and pop open a cannabis shop the same way a mom and pop can open a liquor store or a convenience store or a jewelry store or any other kind of retail business? They're saying that not only is it harder for them to do it, but it's especially harder for people of color to do that. So these new regulations are aimed at fixing those problems. We'll see if it gets us there. 508-996-0500. I don't know if you are someone who partakes in it. I just happened to be over, uh, went over to Market Basket yesterday I don't know why. I've just I've been eating eating a ton of steamers this summer, and the steamers over at Market Basket are really good. So I try to go in and grab a little bag when I get a hankering for them. So I went over there and I just looked over at the cannabis facility there, and I saw a brisk business coming in and out of the doors. I didn't see people hanging around. There were two people standing out on the sidewalk, but they were having a conversation. So I assume that that might have been they, they ran into each other as one was coming in and one was going out. And it seemed like just like any other store. So I think a lot of the fears that people had about these businesses are have proven unfounded. Like I said before, I don't really partake. I have. I'm not... You know, saying that I haven't, I have certainly, but it's not a part of my regular life, but I'm more than happy to take the tax revenue that comes from the sale of it. And I would rather that people were purchasing it in a store than than buying it black market. And also that we're not putting people in jail for selling or buying marijuana anymore. Or, you know, small amounts. Obviously, if somebody's trafficking, that's a different story. 508-996-0500. But we are going to take our final break of the hour right now and be back in a few moments. That's going to wrap up another hour, but we have another hour for you and I to talk at 508-996-0500 or via app chat or open line voicemails on the WBSM app. We'll also select a winner.